welcome to our women's meeting. There are, we are a group of women here, and you're joining us that have some faith, and we are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is power. We are no longer satisfied with things as the way they are. We are setting our faith to change our families, to have our children walk in the gospel, to bring our parents into being born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost, to change the situation in our finances, to change the situation in our, in our families with sickness and health. That's what we're after. We're after the kingdom of God. And I welcome you to join your faith with ours. And you say, well, I don't have any faith. Join us and you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll find out you do have it if you are born again. Now, let's be open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia. That we may attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto your power. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Why are you afraid of a man? Why are you afraid of a man? We're going to get rid of some fear today. We're going to get rid of some fear. And this, is, and this is one of those, I thought I was going to do another message. And this morning, driving on the way in, God said, oh, no, you're going to do this. All right, so if you will turn with me, we're going to start in Philippians 3. We already know, John 10, 35, that the scripture cannot be broken. If you don't know that verse by now, come to me afterwards and I will pray for you. All right? Now, Philippians 3 and I'm going to begin in, let's see, I'm going to begin in verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, the all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in Jesus, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. And look what happens when you start counting things as dumb. This next verse, verse 10, that I may know him, that I may know him, that I may know him, not just hear about him, not just Praying to him, but that I may know him. Know him. When you start walking with him, he will start revealing himself to you. And it is beautiful when he starts opening up your revelation of him. It comes by the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost only talks about Jesus. He only glorifies Jesus. And Jesus tells him what to say. And right here, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. See what happens after we get to know him? We get to know the power of the resurrection and, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Darn, darn. But we get to know the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Believe it or not, this walk is a walk of dying. 
It is a walk of dying. I love it how Paul says, I, I, I'm crucified. Or as I said, I die, I die daily. And you will find when you start walking with Jesus, you die daily. You'll be walking along and you'll hear the Spirit of God. And he'll say uh, such and such verse. And it's like, more like Harry Carey. Uh, yeah. You die a little daily. What happens when you die? Jesus becomes alive. Jesus becomes alive. The more dead you are, the more Jesus is alive. Now, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to show you something about Jesus. I had a conversation with a man on the phone this week. And he made a comment to me. And he said, I am after knowing Jesus. Uh, and he said, and the Jesus that's resurrected. And he talked a little bit further. And I said, that's not enough. And, and he stopped and he said, what do you mean that's not enough? I said, that's not enough. Well, he said, Jesus was raised from the dead. He's no longer, you know, he's, he's got that, he's, 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 he's raised from the dead. He has no more death in him. He's going to live forever. I said, that's not enough. That is not enough. And he stopped and he goes, what do you mean it's not enough? And the Spirit of God started talking to him. And his last words were me, he goes, I got a lot to meditate on. And he hung up the phone. Now, if you will turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 15. It says, and he died for all, Jesus, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but live unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Know we no man after the flesh. That's why we shouldn't be afraid of man. He's just flesh. No man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh. Now, yet henceforth know we him no more. We do not know the Jesus that is after the flesh. You and I, our fellowship with Jesus is not the man that walked before he went to the cross. That is part of him, but that is not enough. That is not the Jesus we know now. It's not. I can feel the hearts already going, whoa, wait a minute. Time out. Technical. <laughs> All right. We know him no more. Turn with me to 1 Timothy 2.5. You're going to find out. You're going to get in your hearts. The Spirit of God is going to minister to you what is in you. What is in you? All right, First Timothy or Second, yeah, First Timothy two five. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. Yes, he is a man. Yes, he is a man. When he was raised from the dead, Jesus said to the people around him, He said, "Handle me." I have flesh and bones as you see me have. He said, you can touch me. He told Thomas, he said, come on, put your hand in mine. Stick your hand in my, th in my side. He had flesh and bones. He is a man. But that's not enough. That man will never die again. That man will never die again. That man will never die again. He totally overcame death. Totally. He will not have another sin.
day in his life. He will not have another bad day in his life. He is totally has no death in him, no corruption. He will never die again. He will live forever. And that's what he wants us to do with him in him. But that's not enough. It's not enough to know Jesus as the baby in the cradle. That is not enough. That baby in the cradle couldn't do a thing for you. Couldn't do a thing for you. That baby in the cradle had to grow up. That baby in the cradle became a man. And he started preaching. And he preached the gospel. And then after he preached the gospel, you know, that, that didn't help us. We weren't there. But that man laid down his life and became a sacrifice for me and a sacrifice for you when you and I didn't even ask for it. We didn't even ask for it. And he became a sacrifice for you and he became the sacrifice for me to God. To God. We didn't even ask for it, but he did it anyway. And God was so satisfied with that sacrifice for him. He raised you and I up with Jesus. He raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is a man. But he has no corruption of a man in him. He has no death in him. But that is not enough. I want you to go with me to Joshua 5. We read this a couple weeks ago, but we haven't gotten it in our heart who we have fellowship with. And here, it says, It came to pass, Joshua 5, 13. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man. There stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him. So Joshua thinks this guy is a man. He thinks he's a man. And he goes right up to him, and he's got a sword in his hand. Look at the courage of Joshua. This man's got a sword drawn, and Joshua walks right up to him. Joshua doesn't go hide. He walks right up to him. There's a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went unto him. And he said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And the man answered, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? Captain, captain of the Lord of hosts. Captain of the, I'm sorry, I've got it backwards. Captain of the host of the Lord. The Lord's host, am I come? I am captain of the Lord's hosts. What's the Lord's host? All God's armies. God's army. God's army of angels or whatever they are. He is the captain of that host, the captain. And he is standing there with a sword in his hand. And Joshua, he, Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto him, said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. For the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Now you can't stop here. If you don't go on, you're not going to know who this is. In fact, I I heard somebody ask the other day, well, we don't know who this is. Read on and you will find out. Chapter 6, verse 1. 
Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none went in. And the Lord, the Lord, you know what that word is? Yahweh. God. God. Now we know Jehovah the Father, we can't see his face and live. But this God is standing right in front of Joshua. This God. This God is standing in front of Joshua. And a man, looking like a man, because Joshua thought he was a man. He's a man. But he's God. And he's looking right at Joshua. Wow. Joshua's talking face to face with Jesus. And it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, I see, I have given unto thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Now, I want you to consider this. This Jesus, this God, this Lord, this captain of the host of the Lord comes in front of Joshua and he said, I have given you Jericho. Now, we all know the story of Jericho. We knew that story when we were in uh, Sunday school, when we were six years old. We all sang about the battle of Jericho. Jesus said to him, he said, I give you Jericho. I'm going to give you Jericho. Now, could the devil stop him? Could the devil stop him from taking Jericho? No. No. You know, if, if I was the devil, this is where I'd be messing with. But he couldn't. He couldn't touch the situation. He couldn't. Have you considered what the devil cannot do? He can't do a thing that Jesus ordains. He can't do a thing against anything Jesus ordains. He could, if he could have, he'd have stopped Jericho. He'd have stopped it right there, but he couldn't. Jesus said, I have given you Jericho. And Joshua was able to take Jericho, right? You know, it's Jesus that's the one that created Lucifer. Everything that was created was created by Jesus. Jesus created Lucifer. He created him. Jesus created all the angels that went with Lucifer, and they are all in chains in, in the center of the earth. None of the angels that went out with Lucifer are here. They're in chains. Lucifer is loose, and he's got all these devils. He's got a great host a great host and a strong host. But they were all, every one of them, every devil, every spirit, every principality, every power was created by Jesus. Do you know that that's who's in you? Have you ever really considered who is in you? With the breath of his mouth, he created the world. With the breath of his mouth, he created the heavens. Everything that you see was created by Jesus. That is who is in you. In you. Now, with that, let's go to Ephesians 1. 
He is the one that we know, not after the flesh, but after the spirit, is not just a man that walked out of the grave. Ephesians 1, verse 17, And that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, look, in the knowledge of Jesus, that you may know him. We just read that in Philippians, that you may know the real Jesus, the real Jesus, not the one that we learned in Sunday school, the real Jesus, the one is revealed. You know, it's written in this book, but unless the spirit of God reveals it to you, you won't see it. You won't see him. But when you do see him, whoa, whoa, a lot of your fear will go away. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Did you know that you have an inheritance? Did you know it was given to you as a gift? You didn't ask for it. But you got it anyway when you believe. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? The greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. I'm going to go back up to 17 and make this clear. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of it's talking about God. It's talking about God. I want to make that clear. I don't want to get this confused. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And now, 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, God's mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. Now, look at this. There's an and there. It doesn't stop of him being raised from the dead. It doesn't stop when he walked out of the tomb. It doesn't stop. There is more to this. There is more to Jesus than the man that no longer has any death in him. There is more to it, a lot more. It says, raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality, far above principality, far above principalities. Jesus is far above principalities. That's the Jesus that's in you. That's the Jesus that's in you. He is far above principalities. He is far above power. He is far above might. He is far above and dominion. And every name that is named, Jesus is far above. Do you see that? Jesus is far above. God set him at his own right hand. God's the one that set him. And he set Jesus far above every name that is named. Lucifer has a name. Fear has a name. Cancer 
has a name. Diabetes has a name. Headaches have a name. Jesus is far above every name that is named. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? He is far above, far above every name that is named. Not just a little bit above. He is far above every name that is named. Every name. Lunacy, far above. Far above. Heart disease, far above. Death, far above. Far above. His name is far above every name. Now, you know what? That is what is in you. That is who is in you. The one that was seated at the right hand of God, far above principalities, far above might, far above every dominion, far above every principality and power, far above every disease, far above every sickness, far above anything that has anything to do with your welfare. His name is far above it. He's far above it. Do you see what your faith has to be in? That's what's in you. It's not the weak Jesus, the, 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 the man that endured the cross. Thank God he did as a man, but that is not what is just in you. The one that's in you is the one that overcame all that and has been set down at the right hand of God far above everything. Far above everything. You know, if you really believe that, you won't have a bit of fear about the devil. If you really believe that that's the Jesus in you, you won't have any fear about any devil. And you know what else? You won't have any fear about what your kids are going to say to you. Will you? They're just flesh. Ha <laughs> ha. Say that to one of your kids once. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, far above every all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet. All things. You know, your kids are under his feet. Whether they like it or not. You know, some of you, I was taught in, in the denominational church that everybody has a free will. You know, and, 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 and you can't make them do anything they don't want to do. Have you met Jesus yet? Have you ever heard the phrase, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse? Ask Paul. Ask the Apostle Paul. When Jesus knocked him off his donkey, he didn't have a lot of choice. And you know what? You know what those people were saying? Those people are saying, well, my kids have their own free will. I can't make them do anything. I, you know, they, they just, they're, they're just going to go and do what they want. What you're saying is the devil in them is stronger than the power in you. There's no human power. 
There is no human will. You know, we got a human will, but it's either following the devil or it's following God. And you're telling me that your kids and the devils that are in them are stronger than the man in you, than the Jesus in you. They have no choice, just like you didn't have one. I don't know about you, but I met the Holy Ghost of misery. He came to my house or my apartment often. I was miserable. You know, I, I know people make fun of it, but, but I, I love R.W. Shambach would pray and he wouldn't know what to pray. He'd say, Holy Spirit, Jesus, in the name of, you know, in the name of Jesus, sick him. Well, somebody must have prayed that with me because I was miserable until I said, I give up. I give up. You got my life. Then I wasn't miserable anymore. You know what? The same spirit that did that for me, the same spirit that climbed into the car with Dole all the, that year and said, when are you going to preach the gospel? When are you going to preach the gospel? When are you going to preach the gospel? And Dole said, I wish you'd get out of my car. That same spirit is in my kids. After them. After them. You know, they say, Mom, leave me alone. No problem. I won't touch you. But the Holy Ghost is going to mess with you. He's going to mess with you. Sick them. They have no choice. What are you saying? I'm saying the devil's not going to get them. The devil is not going to have them. Because I know what's in me. I know what's in me. I know this is the one that's in me. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Head over all things to the church, which is his body. We are his body. He is in us. That's the, that's the man that's in us. The man that'll never die again. The man that is far above all principality and power and every power. When Jesus came out of that grave, he appeared unto his apostles in Matthew 28. And he said, all power has been given unto me. All power. Not almost all power. All power is given unto me. Why are we afraid of a man? Why are we afraid of a devil? Why are we afraid of a devil? Now, turn with me to Revelations 19. I read this a couple weeks ago, and the Spirit of God just kept pounding this into my heart. I'm going to, Revelations 19, this, this is the man. This is what's in us when we are born again. This is what's in you. And I saw heaven opened, and I beheld a white horse, and he that sat upon him was faithful, called faithful and true. And in righteousness does he judge and make war. Some people think that Jesus is this meek little man that just loves you no matter what you do. He's just so sweet and he's so meek. And don't hurt him. This one is the real Jesus. And he's sitting on a white horse here. 
and in righteousness he does judge and he makes war. He makes war. It says his eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Thank God. Thank God. You're going to know him when you go up there. He's the one with the robe dipped in blood. Whose blood? His own blood for me. His own blood for me. That was the blood that justified me. That was the blood that sanctified me. That was the blood that made me righteous. That was the blood that forgave all my sins. That was the blood that made me able to stand. That took all that out of me so that I could be like him. That is the blood on that robe. And he said, and, the, um, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. We know by, by John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. We know that was Jesus. And now he's on a white horse. But look at what he does. And, he said, and it goes, and the armies which are in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, a whole bunch of justified people. A whole bunch, multitudes of justified people. We may be up there as part of this. Wouldn't it be cool? We don't even get to fight. We just get to watch. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And with that he shall smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. That meek little Jesus shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, I want you to turn to verse 21. And it says, this is how Jesus took care of this army. And the remnant which were slain with the sword of him that sat on the horse, multitudes, multitudes came out to fight against Jesus and his army. And this is what's in us. This is how he took care of a multitude of people coming against him to war. He said, And the remnant that were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with his flesh. Every one of those on earth, those that came to that battle, were slain with the breath of his mouth. With the breath of his mouth. Picture in your head a couple million instantly dying. Instantly being slain by the breath of his mouth. And you're afraid of a devil. And that is who is in you. Not only that. But the Father, everything on this earth was created by Jesus. Visible and invisible. By the breath of Jesus' mouth, this whole world was created. By the breath of his mouth, he takes it all out. He's going to take it all out. The earth is going to be destroyed. 
Heaven is going to be destroyed. He takes it all out. He is the one that created it. He is the one that's going to destroy it. That is who is in you. When you come up against a spirit, don't forget what is in you. He created it, and he's going to destroy it. And through you, you're going to help overcome the principalities and the powers and the mights and the dominions. We have got to get where we go after the devil, and we don't quit until he is gone. Because that's who's in us. That's the one. Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God. So we got the Spirit of God and Jesus in us. Why are we afraid of the devil? Because we don't know who's in us. And we don't have that fellowship that we can use it. Now, with that, I want to finish with one verse. Galatians 2. We have got the Savior. We have got the one that sits on the white horse. We have got the power that he walks in, in us, that above all principality in power. That's the one that we have to know after the Spirit. Not just the Jesus that was raised from the dead, but the one that is above all principalities, powers, might, and dominions. That's who you got when you were born again. But there's just one thing to add to that. Galatians 2, verse 20. We all know this verse. But it says, I am crucified with Christ. Like I said, the more you die, the more you get Jesus. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. There it is. That's what lives in you. When you were born again, that's who you get. You get the one that created the world, and you get the one that kills with the breath of his mouth. You get the one that puts the devil where he belongs. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And look at this next verse. The one that wipes out armies. The one that uh, gave Joshua Jericho and everybody in it was killed. That one. Look what it says. And I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me on the white horse wipes out millions with the breath of his mouth loves you loves you is there anybody better to love you loves you and gave himself for you that's who gave himself for you. The one that is above every name that is named. Jesus is the captain of the hosts of the Lord and he loves you. He died for you. Gave himself for you. There is no reason when we trust that that all his power and all his ability and all his strength is in us. He loves us. Loves us. 
That's our shepherd. When you invoke the name of Jesus, you invoke the one that is far above principalities and powers and mights and dominions. That's what you invoke. And you know what? You can go after that devil and that spirit with Jesus and he cannot stand against you. Oh, he may mouth at you for a little while. But if you stand, if you don't move, if you keep standing, knowing who's in you, he will have to bow. He is above every name that is named. Our problem is we don't have the continuance. We don't have the patience to stay with it until it quits. Testimony of a woman comes up to me. She's just a simple woman. And she gave birth to a child that was handicapped. Norval Hayes tells the story. He knew the woman. And the child was very much handicapped. And that woman, every time she got a hold of his hand, she would say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Norva Hayes said for three years she drugged that child around by grabbing his hand and bringing him along. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And one day, after three years, he woke up totally healed. Totally healed. Do you have the patience? Do you have the patience? Do you have the patience to keep until you get it? Because the one in you already has it. He already overcame it. Do you have the patience? You know, we can't even do that until we are born again. And you must be born again. Jesus said you must be. And you get, when you are born again, you don't get the Holy Ghost when you're born again. You get the man that was raised from the dead and is seated at the right hand of God, far above principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. That's who you get when you are born again. And how do you do that? It is simple. All you have to do is ask him. Because he did it all, because he loves you. He laid down his life for you because he loves you. You say, why would he love us? Because he made us. He made us. How can you not love something you made? He made us. He loves us. He wants to make us like him. All you do is pray, Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I give thanks, Jesus. I thank you. I'm going to fix my mic. It's pulling. I give thanks, Jesus. I thank you. I give thanks. I give thanks. I get thanks. I'd like you to pray with me. I'm going to, Mike, you ready? We're going to pray for Mike today. So I'd like you to pray with me. 
Mike needs the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You ready? Amen. I get thanks, Jesus. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. Jesus said that if you ask the Father, he will give it you. He will give it you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I get thanks for the power on him now. I get thanks, Father. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. I get thanks. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. I get thanks, Father. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. Okay, we're gonna let your tongue go. several weeks I have about a month I've not been able to lift my arm up any higher than this try to do your hair when your arm will only go up like this that's why it's got such a nice 
messy look. <laughs> and, and I was, all I was doing was this week, I was just thanking God that he loved me. Amen. That he loved me. Amen. And I was just thanking him how much, that when I was a little girl in the doghouse, you loved me. And when I, when I, even when I was in sin, you loved me. And you love me now. Amen. It is about 95% done. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Just because I was thanking him that he loved me. Amen. Amen. I, used to, I had, to, had to wait for Doyle to come home to help me get out of my dress because I couldn't reach it. But thank God. Anybody else? See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.